What up, everybody? It's your favorite team, Nerds It Around. We are back. I'm your host, Sebastian. It's your boy. It's Patel from across the hall. Yeah, we're off today. And and <laughs> uh, and subbing for law today is law number two, I, a.k.a. No, 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 I'm not law number two. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I am the substitute teacher for tonight <laughs> with my awesome uh, Christmas sort of, which I feel like I should uh, represent right now. <laughs> this is my 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 most safe for work shirt and for those who know me they uh they've seen the other ones so <laughs> well nice oh law has a night off today law is just hanging out he's being with family and all that again it's the holidays so law we love you brother happy holidays brother alex is subbing for you so you can pick on him if he's messing up so before <laughs> we get into the episode because just, just to make you feel better so before we get into today's episode just a couple announcements like we like to do let you know what's going on um during the week so nerds around will not be dropping episodes this um the next episode we drop on a friday will be january 8th that will feature amy davis voice actress cosplayer all around twitch streamer so january 8th we will return to showing our shows on the 8th um medusa's cascade will continue to resume on saturday so continue to listen to the dnd podcast um so again every time every saturday medusa's cascade dnd podcast check it out i did an awesome intro tone did an awesome intro everybody's doing some awesome intros for the show i actually listened to that one so oh yeah <laughs> several episodes behind <laughs> Also, too, guys, uh, make sure you're following Comics Cast. They drop their show um, every Sundays. Right now, I know they're on a break, but make sure you guys follow them. Check them out. They did some awesome interviews. They got to interview Alex, who's probably on below for me. It is literally their best episode. You guys did some awesome sketches on there. Yeah. Finally, uh, follow um, Pure Mayhem Gaming, Mayhem Mike, uh, who is going to be on tonight. Um, he has his Twitch channel up, Steady Hands and Tiles by Law. So, without further ado, uh, before we get into it, let's bring up on our guest. So, you already know from this whole season coming in with The Mandalorian, we want to give it up for rapper extraordinaire who dropped the album, The Agenda. Give it up for Stone Cold Glass Breaks, Lou Seif. Yeah, what's going on, guys? How you doing? What's going on, Lou? How you doing? Thank you for having me back again. <laughs> of course, of course. It's, it's season it's, finale. Got to have you on. It's been a minute since we've seen you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Next on the list, um, again, we mentioned him, Q Mayhem Gaming. He's out there throwing his games last stop on the L train. You can also catch him on Sundays on This Week in Pop Culture. Give it up for Mayhem Mike. I'm sorry, is it my turn? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not your turn. No, oh, go man. ahead. Hey, Yes, I spent a lot of time out that way. So see, you're authentic, unlike Toad's beard. But anyway, let's go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Next on the list, we've been throwing them out there, giving them the shout outs. They he is one half of the awesome team of Comic Cast on Inled. Um, they basically let it out the show, which again you got to see Alex on. He does some amazing art, dope person all around. Give it up, but not the last person to be introduced. The least person he is dope, awesome again. I'm gonna, I don't know how many things I could put in there. Give it up for Gerald. <laughs> Comics Cast, <laughs> what's going hey, on? Man? How you doing? Yo, hey, welcome. I mean, thank you for having me on here. I just uh. Man, I'm loving your show. Loving your show. I mean, you, you you are a part of the show. You're always commenting, really <laughs> appreciating it, and we're just you know really excited to get you on here and you know talk I mean, Star Wars. Is with Mike, like really clear, sir. 
Ooh. Can I have the equipment you oh, have? Oh, like, oh, oh, oh me? Oh, what about me? No, not you. Oh, everybody cares about you. <laughs> it's okay, Tone. We still love you. I don't know, man. My my mustache is inauthentic. My mic apparently doesn't sound that good. I don't know. Ooh. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> see how it goes. So there, before yeah. before we get into this awesome season two for now, um, yeah. Tone, oh, please yes. give us the disclaimer. Ah, yes. As with all of as with all of our episodes, we are a spoiler-filled uh, session, so there will be spoilers, a.k.a. Tony Stark has died, so let us get to it, to <laughs> season two of The Mandalorian, no, episode 16, The Rescue. <laughs> so, yeah, we got into The I Rescue. So tell me, like, Rosebud is the fucking slider or some shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> Rosebud. But no, this was an awesome episode. I think a lot of fans love this episode. We have a lot to talk about. But first, I want to get everyone's reaction without spoiling anything. What was your reaction? I want to go around the table. We'll start with um, Law Number 2, a.k.a. Alex. Let's go. (laughs) All I got to say was, holy shit. I'm like, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. They're not doing. Oh, oh, they might be. Oh, oh, they are. Oh, they are. Oh, all right. All right. Cool. 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 What's up, Joe? What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. What's going on, Joe? Yeah. Jarrell, what was your overall experience when you saw this? What was it? What was the emotions and everything going through? What was it? Oh, well, you know, we all talked about it the, the week before, and everybody's like speculating. I was like saying Ezra's gonna come back. I was gonna say Sabine's gonna be back, and I said that Boba Fett is gonna die. I was wrong. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you just named three of their new cash cows that nobody even knows about. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, everybody. I wasn't even expecting that end sequence, uh, the end scene. Like, they're like, I guess they're bringing back the whole Marvel. Like, I gotta watch the credits until the very end. Uh, uh, MCU. Yes. <laughs> I, I wasn't even expecting that. I just was just because to me, I was just enjoying the music. I was looking for who the lead graphic designer was and the best girl key grip. I don't know. They're just, you know, just looking for like this odd, you know, really crazy credits. And then they showed extra stuff. But I gotta tell you that last scene where, uh, or that scene where, uh, it was a Cara, Cara Dune goes, Oh, look, it's an X Wing. And everybody was like, Oh, no, <laughs> the X Wing. And then it was like green lightsaber. And the, yeah, the moment you see the green lights, I mean, you, yeah. you know, you know, we, we all know, and 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 Joe knew who it was too. And you know, you know, love. Joe, that black glove, you knew, you knew exactly yeah. what that was. Exactly, black glove, it's like, no glove. Yeah, we've been waiting for this since yeah. 1983. I think yeah. Return of the Jedi. was like, when are we gonna see true yeah. Jedi Master Luke Skywalker totally own it? And like, how many years in the making was this? We were waiting. Me, there was like the, there was this point where I'm like, okay, it's a black and white image, like one lightsaber, like maybe it's Ahsoka, but then when they saw it was green, I'm like, it's if it's not Luke, if it's either that fucking dude from Fallen Order or it's uh, Ayla Segura's um, fucking uh, um, uh, Adawan, whatever her name is. I'm like, there's three Jedi that that, that possibly could have yeah. been, and it has to be Luke. Yeah. Mike, what was your experience when you saw this coming out there, bro? What was it? So I saw the I saw the episode late. So oh! it makes sense. Yeah, I saw the episode late. When I say late, like it comes out Friday, I saw it Saturday night. That's that's late, you know. Um, so it makes sense why the saga that's coming afterwards without revealing anything, what everybody was talking about. I was like, what's going on? So then I saw it, and ironically, I was I was hyped for two two scenes. The bar scene. Mm-hmm. Reverse DDT, yo. 
we're, we're, which, which we're going to touch fan. up on that one. I'm not a wrestling fan, but that was dope. And I still feel like that person can beat Boba. We're going to go into that. <laughs> we're going to go into that. We're going to go into that. Yes, when she used the jetpack, that was like. I was hyped about was the hallway scene where Luke was kind of letting off some steam. And I was like, is he still battling the darkness? Because the way he kind of exactly the way he kind of yeah, what he was wearing. So you know, I mean, a little bit of shadow in him. This is a dope episode. This was this is what happens when you listen to the fans and you know your stuff. This is when you listen to the fans, you know yourself, you know how to give us the proper the proper due. Because you know what, I know they will retcon some stuff, but I'm excited to see where they go from here. I mean, right. I'm gonna take. Yeah, a- I agree, Joe. The yeah. artwork is awesome yeah. that they show at the end of the shows. Yeah, I was, I was really so, disappointed it wasn't at the end of uh, of this last episode. I really was looking forward to seeing the artwork and seeing all the yeah. concept stuff. Yeah, hey, well, yeah. Would, you trade, would you trade that versus the book? Because true, I will trade off that artwork because you know yeah. they're gonna get you to buy the art book later on. Because I I mm-hmm. pre ordered that. I went ahead and ordered that art book. That's for the yeah. season one. I know season two. It's a cast. Mach- it's a milk cashing machine. We're gonna yeah. like. Everything. So you know. Anyway, well, let's get. But let's get into this episode. So we open up with this episode with the dog fight that's happening in the beginning. The pilot with no death wish. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> who kills his co-pilot. Um, and then we got Doctor Pershing, and then he provokes Cara Dune, which ends in the scene. So, what did you guys feel about this opening with the show? I mean, who? who are, I mean, let's let's know, let's start. You know, those guys were the red shirts. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. yeah. My, yeah. My favorite saying: the red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> no, they they definitely were. I love that they brought back the, and I think I mentioned it last week. The, uh, the idea of a bunch of millions and millions of people just dying on the Death Star, and the fact that we talked about it last week, and then it was just like brought up by this, by this dude here, um, you know. And and I like I like the little things that we learned about folks who survived from Alderaan. Like I never really thought about her using like the tear. I guess that's a thing that yeah. uh, you know survivors use, and that's a really cool wrinkle that they've well, added in. I don't know if they're going to add that later on that we may notice. What was interesting to me is is this season we've we've definitely been seeing what the whole Star Wars saga has been from the the Empire's point of view, right? And like this, yeah. dude, this dude, like he's a believer. He's like he's like if you if you meet one of those guys and you know who I'm talking about, you know they're like on the wrong side of history, and it's like yeah, oh, you really believe this bullshit? And it's like it's it's funny. Like as as fans, we've always known the stormtroopers are the bad guys. Darth Vader, he's a great bad guy, but he's still the bad guy. But it's like this is the this is the one time we've actually seen it from the bad guy's point of view and where the justification is. And mm-hmm. it was interesting to me. Um, I, I mean, at the same time, I was happy he got shot in the face, but <laughs> it didn't seem to be like what to see how they view the rebellion. Yeah, I would say propaganda is a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. When it started, yeah. it had the most oh. realistic. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go for it. No, no, no. Go, ahead. go, Mike. You go. When it, go. When it started, it had the most realistic expression and choice. Like here it is. You have a bounty hunter with his crew on the ship, and you're just like, I'm gonna stand up against you. Now, nah, just take whatever you want. Like you're just severely yeah. outclassed. And to kind of like expand on what Alex said, we we are seeing what it's like to be on the other side of the fence. Yes, yeah. there are fanatics who are like crazy in their mind. There are other people who don't necessarily believe in the cause or who have second thoughts, which I feel like they kind of touched upon in Rogue One and it, to an yeah. extent. You know what I'm saying? But like now it's like, holy crap, because we went from TIE fighters are bad guys, but then 
like two episodes before with Bill Burroughs, they were like, yeah, the TIE Fighters saved the Mandalorian. Yeah, we're rooting for them. What an odd place to be. Yeah. <laughs> what an odd place to climb. You know what I'm saying? So in the beginning, I was yep. just like, yep. I hope they don't kill him. And then it's like, all right, well, <laughs> that's what it, it was. It reminds me of that George Collin thing, you know, like one, you know, like, uh, what if, you know, firefighters fight fires, what if freedom fighters fight, you know? It's like yeah. one man's. Oh, sound, oh yeah. yeah. Well, how, how did you feel about that scene, Jero? Well, you know, just to follow up on, I guess Alex is just leading the way there. So I just wanted to the original trilogy, you never saw stormtroopers take off their masks. You know, you never saw them take off their helmets. And I think that with the uh, clone wars and all the other stuff, you know, you got to see who the clones were, they gave personalities to them. And then now we're seeing, you know, imp Imperial uh, PTSD, you know, you're seeing that yeah. whole thing. And I think what it's doing, it's not necessarily telling you like, oh, you got to like root for the empire, but you're saying that it's, it's basically showing that, you know, there are two sides to every story. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, I think that that's, that's the thing is that now, uh, I think it was a full circle moment because now, uh, you know, you, you heard all that controversy about Pedro, mm -hmm. like totally like saying he's going to quit the Mandalorian because uh, they wouldn't let him take off his mask. And I thought that had to be the biggest, like, oh, he's, he's, like about that. he's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Exactly, because yeah. they, I mean, you saw the evolution of the episodes where they, they didn't just make him take off his mask. It was a slow, a slow, a slow burn. burn. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and finally, and it meant, it made complete sense. And it actually, you know, you never saw stormtroopers take off their helmets. You never saw, yeah. and then the Mandalorian, you know, he's, he's basically confronted with a uh, Bo-Katan and he's like, you know, why are you guys not, why are you guys taking off your mask? And, you know, it's like, that's not a yeah. part of the club. You guys. It's like you guys, you know, you guys got all beards and stuff like that. And I'm the Mandalorian in this in this picture, you know. So but it's, it goes to show that you know that the whole thing about it's it's humanizing the enemy to a certain extent. You're not gonna like root for the Empire, at least I'm not. But at least you get to see the other side. So I think that's that's really great. It's really great. Miss Legato, oh, that's a dope uh, rumor. Delgado, uh, what's up? I would believe that that yeah, that would actually be really account. good because it's like they kept focusing on her. But now let's get into Mando recruits Bo-Katan and Casca Reeves. I just also had the question: Where is Axe Wolves? Tension between them and Boba, and then we get the fight scene between Casca and Boba in the bar. How did you guys feel about that scene? What was your thoughts? We're gonna start with you, Jarrell. Let's go with that. Okay, Filoni and Favreau. They know how to show female empowerment. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Because yeah. you know, I think that you know the whole end game infinity, I think that was that was that was that you know what scene I'm talking about. I felt mm -hmm. it was epic, but it felt a little little forced. And and you know, I'm all about like female representation in in in, in all of our, our nerd movies, you know. I think that that's that's a part of it. You know, I I, I love female that's the whole thing about Princess Leia. She was always yeah. that that she was the trailblazer in, in sci-fi movies, you know being a, a, a female character who's, who's strong and doesn't take crap from anybody. Now, what I liked about, about this scene, about this whole episode about uh, um, the, the, the Mandalorians, them being female, and of course, I guess, you know, I'm gonna fast forward just a little bit. When they get back on that ship, you know, you don't even realize that that assault team, they're all female. Mm -hmm. you know? Mando comes in last, and yep. you don't even care about that. It doesn't matter, it's because they're just, Badass warriors. That's all you got to know. And I felt that was the way that you do it because it's just it, it's good storytelling. And you know, it just so happens that they're ha they happen to be female. It could have been all male. It, it would still be a great story. And I love that. I love how they they, they did representation in this episode. So yeah. would you say that it yeah. was the way? 
It was the way. It was definitely the way. Tone. What was your? I mean, again, we were talking about this, you know, over uh, the weekend. I was, I was super excited for it. I mean, you know, especially like I love the the contempt between Bo-Katan and Boba, and how he was just not taking any of the smoke, any of the shit. He was like, I don't care if I'm not a Mandalorian. This is my father's armor, and this is the armor I got before. I don't, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm due to to din like that's the reason why i'm here i'm only here because i owe him and to get the child yeah you just say whatever the hell you want wish them best, best of luck huh yeah at the same time he's like yo good luck yeah and then show his creds like you know yeah. that whole thing that's imprinted in his armor it's like bo-katan look at that yeah <laughs> that's it and, and i think and it, and it was something too like we don't really ever talk. I mean, maybe in the expanded universe, they did to talking about like that whole clone thing that Boba has to deal with where he kind of just grew up and he knows he's a clone and having that just thrown in his face consistently, you know, just being like, you're a clone. I've heard that voice. You're a clone. Like you're just, yeah. you're, you're, you're not us. Yeah. To, to uh, me, yeah. That's the first time that's come up in like, like I've I read the expanded universe. Like it's never like, there's a couple of people mentioned that it's like, you know, similarities, but no one's, kind of given Boba Fett shit on that. I think yeah. Bo-Katan was the first that yeah. we heard say yeah. that. Yeah, and then you get to the fight scene and like, we Yo. we got we got a WWE match. He might as well just taken out the steel chair and slapped him in the face. Like, but yeah, no, no to, to Mayhem's point, that DDT with a little sprinkle with the jetpack to give it some extra oomph and then she oh. throws him into the hey, table. Am I, am I the oh. only one hoping oh, that she's going to be the sequel because it, look, it doesn't look good for her. But um, she impressed me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, there you go, Joe. Yeah, yeah. you originally wasn't, but well, like, you know, I guess you know, whatever you know, happened that prequel. But uh, I mean, like the, the 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 Clone Wars was a completely different conflict before the Clone Wars cartoon came about. So yeah, that's another thing. Mike, yeah. I know you've been waiting to talk about this fight scene. Listen, man, come on, jump in. So we're gonna tag you in. Ready, ready? Tag, WWE stop. Tag WWE stop. <laughs> Everybody has said valid points, so I'm not gonna go over all those points again because honestly like it's a great representation episode and it's a great representation shot but like my man Toad said when that DDT came out I felt like the crowd went silent and then there was a roar and then the music started playing it was broken glass (laughs) here's the thing about wrestlers when they cross over into acting you always wonder how good their acting is on screen versus in a, in a ring, per se. Even though yeah. they're still on screen, you know, it's a personality, it's wrestling, we know, whatever. She owned it. She was Koska for sure. There was no doubt in my mind that was her. And if they ever bring her back, it's going to be her for, forever. That She's shot, boss. that EDT shot, yeah. for sure. Felt like they did it one time. That was it. It was just one and done. They were like, all right, well. Next scene, you know what I'm saying? And then throughout the whole film, the film, the series, the whole episode. It's film, you can see it. (laughs) You know, it was like a film, but like throughout the whole episode, it was just them. And you realize how effective and crazy they were. Because I know we've talked about Koska, but Fennec is the one you watch out for. Fennec is like, when did that person go? And it's just like, ah, 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 ah. And I'm just like, I'm dead. You know what I'm saying? We're we're, going to get into Fennec. But um, before we take a question that I do see, we have a question in the chat. Lou, I want to know how you felt about this bar scene, the bar fight scene between um, Costco Reeves and Boba Fett. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it was was dope to see, you know, like a young warrior get at him. 
and mm-hmm. you know he he had like aged a little bit, and you know you didn't realize <laughs> that homegirl was like, nah, 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 I'm gonna pull you in, and we're gonna we're gonna go at it, and it was it was dope to see that, and I think this whole this entire episode had a huge amount of girl power that that we all needed to see, you know, like that that I I think as Star Wars people who understand like the representation is necessary. And this was like, I know girls must've been like, let's go, let's go, let's go. So, you know, seeing that excitement, I got excited too when, when, you know, she really ringed him in and was just like, no, 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 come on. (laughs) You know how we operate. So it was, it was cool. So I feel like she could beat him. I feel like she could beat him. But we got a question from Joe. Over at Comics Cast, your buddy over there, Joe. <laughs> love you, Joe. So, do you guys think that they will use the world between worlds to fix the Star Wars world? Okay, last thing. No, Joe, you can keep on, bro. But do you think that they're going to use the world between worlds to, to fix this all up, to fix whatever like gaps that I guess that what he means right there, what's going on between the stories? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think uh, I think the, the new like uh, plot fix for everything now is alternate reality, like all the. Uh, the Spider-Verse, I think, set that thing up. I don't know if they would ever go that far to say, like, you know what? It's like the J.J. Abrams, Rian Johnson stuff. That's like another universe. <laughs> I don't know if that would, that would I think that would that would make some fanboys pretty happy. But you know what? I think I think uh, what makes Favreau, Filoni, and I guess Lucas, what, what makes it so good for them is that, you know, it's a challenge, but they're making it work. They're fixing. It's like they're fixing things and they're doing it Right. I mean, I guess you guys have seen that meme where JP yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's just a double dab. No, I mean, yeah, the yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, I, I hate, I hate, I hate to, to butt in. Joe keeps it. Like, I get wordy with stuff, but I'm just saying that, that it would be it's funny when JJ says, you can't please all the fans. You can't do that. And then, then it's like, that fan was like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. Hold no, my beer. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can say, like, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I really, I really want to. Sorry, man. This is something I'm passionate about, man. One of the worst things to happen to Star Wars was George Lucas, and you know what? JJ needs to take a fucking seat. Ooh. Fuck the, fuck the Star Wars, a Star Trek, and he's not doing good for Star Trek. I mean, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. I got shots fired. One of the best things that ever came out of expanded universe is they corrected all of George Lucas's mistakes. And Dave Filoni, I can tell he had one heart arm t- tied behind his back with George Lucas. Now that he's got he's got free reign and he's got um fucking um uh, what's his um uh chef I'm I'm drunk like uh John Favreau. No, no, sorry. <laughs> this is something I'm very passionate about because, like, Star. I, I love Star Wars, and for me, like, the comics and the novels, they corrected all of the mistakes. Yeah, like, like fucking yep. George Lucas would come out with like Star Killer, and you call him Darth Icky. What kind of bullshit <laughs> is that? And then, t- and then, like, all the novels, they're like, yeah, well, what really happened was this. And I'm like, okay, now they're making it a better story. And like right now, John Favreau's like, you know what? Hold my beer. I'm gonna correct everybody's mistake. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He's not the best, but he's good with his own properties. He yeah. really is. And I think what's great about it too is like we've, we're doing this episodically, and we're just getting all these different like their shows. We're not being bogged down to two hour, two two you know two hour thirty minute three yeah. movies that are coming out every other year. 
Yeah. So you've got to keep, they're keeping everything contained and whatever story they're trying to tell where we've got 12 hours of a story, 16 hours of a story that we've all just been in, just in on ever since we saw baby Yoda in the cradle after episode one. Yeah. So, so we could we could we could be stuck on this point going, but let's 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 move further into the episode. So the doctor reveals the dark the dark troopers to them. The plan, basically the fake chase. Bo Katan again mentions Darth uh, mentions Moff Gideon and that she needs him to surrender to her, which I feel was again foreshadowing into this episode. Yeah. And then we get the landing, and then we get that woman empowerment, aka I like to dub it Mando's Angels, <laughs> just kicking all stormtroopers' ass. How did you guys feel? I'm gonna give the coin toss. Wait, one, two, three, wait, four. Luke, wait, you came can, back. Can I first just can, can we just talk about the genius of the fake chase? And, oh yes, and Bo-Katan oh, yeah. like Q being like she's just like yeah okay everybody's gonna hit this you hit that I'm going here and, and Mando's just like I go alone. And it's just like, <laughs> all right, dude, you're gonna do it, but I got a plan set up. Yeah, get there when you get there. We're yeah, gonna <laughs> That was that was amazing. I, I thought him. that was a dope setup. Tell him yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a dope setup. But I, I thought it was genius how everybody got confused. You know, like like in any playmaker, cause the confusion, then you know what I mean. Then run the route. You know, and it, it was it was great. It was great. I thought it was awesome. To the bump and go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Flat out. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know what yep, to yep. do. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it, it was real like fuck it we'll do it live that's what the- <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it live. she was like but- whenever you show up you show up all right just make sure you don't fuck anything up. Yeah. like how did you feel about this whole scene right <laughs> what's up how did you feel about this mike i want to get your, your your opinion on this everything that was going on and the mandos angels let's go i know you oh, got man. it uh so let me just tell you that I agree with Lou said. First QB out here, you know, the predator arm, like, you're going to set this bomb off, right? Like, fuck it, we'll just do a live kind of thing. I agree 100%. What I loved about it was how immediately you saw the dread on Moff Gideon's face. Like, oh, shit, it's time. Like, it's, it's a slight scene to miss, but he's just like, oh, shit, it's time. Um, I love the fake scene. The graphics were awesome. I love how Boba was just like, all right, I did my job. What's funny is like they did that as like an easy out so Boba doesn't have to deal with Luke because that would have been like, not yo, (laughs) motherfucker put me in the Sarlacc pit. I'm not here with it. Oh, this motherfucker! <laughs> no, but but can we can we address the fact that I thought a woman calling for distress would automatically make Moff Gideon be like, no, seal shit up. But he sent out Tie Fighters, even though you know, because for me, I, I'm I'm not as deep in in Star Wars, but I know that anybody driving a ship for the stormtrooper or or for the Imperial Force, they're not women. So why was that not something that he picked up on and said, "Oh no, 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 shut shit down, you. break Ooh, that no, shit." No, down. no, no, no. This is new Star Wars. Please, pick this guy. This guy. Okay, yeah. go, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Because the Star Wars franchise, although they're inclusive of women, what famous line have you got from a woman? There's only one, and you guys only know that, right? You guys know mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah, exactly. So that's it. So. They kind of want to sneak that in, like, oh, we've been kind of like, you know, ignoring women in the points of their role. We don't want you to know. 
that's as cinema wise because right. I'm sure Alex can agree. I read the books too. They're very important in the novels. Okay. I don't know if if it's if they recon all the novels, but I read the novels and they were very important in the novels. Like, okay. damn, you can talk to you can talk to Luke like that. I didn't know that was a thing. You know what I'm saying? Kind of deal. Like. I just want to give it to Gerald. Winter. If you know anyone who's read the books knows who she is. So <laughs> Gerald, what, what what is your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm gonna follow up on what Tone said. I totally did not even connect Boba and Luke if they were on the same deck. Oh my yeah. god, that would be kind of like that would be I, I totally was like, yeah, that makes complete sense. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna save that for another, they're gonna they're gonna save that for Book of Boba. Because you know what? Coruscant isn't the center of the universe, Tatooine is. Everything is going down on Tatooine. But uh <laughs> and in terms of the the female female empowerment in like the uh the expanded universe or the stories that were there, I got two words for that. Mara Jade. Anybody know who that is? Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I, I don't know if they're gonna do that. I'd be kind of I'd be like totally uh, like freaked out if they decide to bring Mara Jade into like uh, the next season. But I, what I love about about what they what, you know you're saying is that the whole thing about Boba and Mando still being kind of like lone wolves, you know, kind of. And but but you know, it's like every time that Bo would, Bo Katan would say, you know, um, make it look good. And he goes, don't worry about it. <laughs> it was like right. he knows what he's doing. He can make it look, uh, you know, uh, when he's he's pursuing them, he knows how to how to how to like pull his shots and stuff like that. But yeah. I, I I was. Right, I feel like I need to chime in with Joe. The the, the, yeah. the heroes have always been stupid ass British white guys. It's only in the sequel trilogies that they have American accents. <laughs> we could we could turn to I the mean, heroes. I mean, that's not such a big deal that Thrawn you know rises the ranks yeah, because yeah, exactly. the badass that he is. He's an alien too. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's the only imperial alien with like status. Yeah. Well, let's touch up on this because, um, again, Mike brought it up earlier how we found out how badass also to Finnick is. Again, we know in one episode she was no scoping people like in Call of Duty. In this episode, she was, she was using just a pistol, pistol with people. She was on, on killstreaks. Yes, <laughs> she was on killstreaks, just kicking. Shit. I mean, every person, every female in this group, I like I said, uh, the Mando Avengers, the Mando Angels. I, they were kicking us from the from um Bo-Katan to Casca to um even um what was it again everybody they they just it was kicking and then they took over the bridge. I mean, how do we all feel about this? I team? mean, so like the one thing, so what I talked about last week because we had talked about who who was like the better sharpshooter last week, Cara Dune or um uh Fennec? and Fennec. And I said Fennec because she's a sniper, but yeah. we got to see Cara Dune be a fucking assault trooper with the with the heavy, heavy machine heavy. gun just like going at it. And I was like, that's what I wanted to see. I don't need her sniping. That's not her role. But <laughs> she can be in the back, shooting, taking the snipes. I wanted to see Cara Dune on the front lines just mowing down fucking stormtroopers, and we got to see that because that's exactly what she was doing. Well, they teased that because it was funny because like her gun jam, she's like, my gun jam, my gun jam. Then when she came out the elevator, she's like, yeah. And then the other shit too was with the two Mandalorians when they when they got surrounded, they did the bop and weave out into space and then came in and did the pincer and just took out all those stormtroopers. I was like, that's dope. So... I want to Joe, have faith in Koska. Have faith. I understand you're not a fan of her acting just yet, but have <laughs> faith 
Because I'm telling you that bar scene, that was a one take. If it was two takes, I'd be surprised. But we're just talking about taking over the bridge and everything. If you notice the women go through the stormtroopers, that pincer move was dope. And it also shows how tactical they are. Like, we rarely see that. It's always all-out fights and maybe a surprise move. But look how tactical they are. I was like, oh, shit, did, did they leave them? And they came back, boom, got the people behind. Fennec was out here behind boxes just like pew, 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 like killing. There was a spin kick move. I was just blown out to the point where I've made up a new, I'm going to come up with a new shirt that says Bobatch. Big bad Bobatch because that girl squad is now the Bobatch. That is them. That is them. And you know, in Book of Boba, they're going to come back. They're gonna come back and it's gonna be bow badge all together. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm a fanboy. I'm a fanboy. Yeah, when when cons open back up, you're gonna see all sorts of cosplayers and that whole cross braid thing that she's doing, that's that's gonna be the new thing. I think you're gonna see <laughs> yeah, it all. Yeah. yeah. Lou, how did you feel about I these things? Like I need to sing Ming-Na's praises because, like, my wife was like, she's like, when when did Ming-Na be such a you know become such a bash badass? And I'm like, yo, Street Fighter. Oh, <laughs> so, so we, yeah. we, we, we know the ladies. And she was like Agents of Shield. She was uh, in Street Fighter, Mulan. I mean, yo, she is badass. No, she is. Joy Luck Club. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, we're gonna, we're, we're, I feel, yo, we're gonna, because the lady stored the show with this episode. Let's yeah, be real. They yeah, did. And but we cannot forget about two fight scenes that happened in this movie outside from the ladies that Mando had to deal with was, first of all, he had to deal with fighting one on one with a dark trooper. And then, second, he was fighting, um, Moff, Moff Gideon. Moff, yeah. So how do we all feel about those two fight scenes? Oh, 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 man, it was, yo, I, that fucking Game of Thrones training. Yes, yes, she is. yes, she is. yes. When, when he was with the staff and he did the thing, he kicked it, kicked it with his tiptoe and it flipped around. I was yes. like, oh, yes, yes, he's fighting the mountain, but his head's not going to get fucking crushed. He's going to win. Yeah. He's not, he's going to win. He's not going to brag and ask for bullshit from Charles Dance. He's going to kick ass. Gideon said, "Like yo, you know what? Just just take him and go." Was anyone really expecting him to be over right there? No, no. I expected it to be over. I thought it it's was Gus good. Ring. It's Gus oh, Ring. <laughs> I, was, right. I was a little this like, right. "This seems too easy. This yeah. seems way too right. easy." Nah, man, it's Gus Ring with the dude in a headlock with the paper cutter. I was waiting for it. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> had his, his face, but he melted off. You know, that's what. Yeah, yeah. No worries. I want to. I want to bring up two things real quickly. So when. When obviously our boy is getting his face punched in, right? I was like, this man is gonna, it's either gonna break his helmet or he's gonna have brain damage. But remember, Beskar Steel is so strong that it can withstand it. But on top of that, when he took off yeah, his dude. helmet later on, it was pressurized. So yeah. it moves versus him bumping into the helmet. You know what I'm saying? So that was like a little thing I noticed. Yeah. And a second of all, when Mom Gideon turned around and started hitting him, I was like, this is it. He's gonna die. This, this is it. Cause like, that's the dark statement. Cause it doesn't cut through Beskar Steel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it got that, we got that real nice foreshadow in the yeah. bar. You know? yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have like, to say though that it does get. I think the dark saber is, is actually more powerful than a Kyber crystal lightsaber. Because do you see that thing heat up? I mean, when yeah. Ahsoka was yeah. going against yeah. against uh, the uh, the mag, uh, the I forgot what the name of it. That the character who had the spear, and you know, hers. She yeah. was, it was just like sparks, but that dark saber, it was heating that thing up. 
It was yeah. like, yeah. If it was, I thought it was. I thought it was gonna break. I thought he was gonna break it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Joe's gonna Google on that. Putting in the hard work. Like, on my partner. What's up with that? There's only two things that can defend against lightsabers: Beskar and Kurtosis. So you know. Yeah. But and if we go to Kotor, Knights of the Old Republic, Vibroblades. Lou, I gotta ask you, how did how did little man react when Mando was fighting the dark trooper? Oh well, it was it was funny. So while we're sitting in sitting here watching getting his, his brains bashed in, right? And you know, the pipes are busting behind him and all that. Uh it was like a sigh of relief when you see them like go out in outer space when he when he when he yeah. popped open the door. We were all like, oh <laughs> all right. So we don't need to do this anymore, right? We're cool, we're clear. Like that was that was a sigh of relief. Uh I think it was when it when it came down to seeing the dark saber near Baby Yoda, where we all were a little on edge. Like nobody was eating popcorn. Everybody was sitting there <laughs> staring at the screen, just like, dude, what what's about to happen? Don't touch baby Yoda. <laughs> you know what it, I mean? Is where do they find those little tiny like Chinese torture device shackles? Oh my yeah. god. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean it's the Empire. You know they've got a lot of babies too. So I just want to point out real quick. I don't think Joe was talking about the weapons. I think he was talking about the helmet, as he says right here, okay. talking about the helmet being yeah, pressurized. On, uh, pressurized when he helmet. the helmet, it made the sound, so it has to be pressurized. No, it, 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 no, it is pressurized. I would say that's the only, that is definitely the only way it would make sense that the helmet doesn't get crushed in mountain style. Right. used to ride into battle in space with their armor. Yeah. Yeah. Although I will say when the Dark Trooper was punching him, it just kept reminding me of uh, Age of Ultron when the Hulkbuster's telling the Hulk to go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. <laughs> Man, it's shades of everything. It's like Tone is like bringing like all these references, Game of Thrones, MCU. It's like Return of the Jedi. You, like I didn't know. I didn't even think about that. And like. Bring, do you bring not see the collection? Look at that. That is yeah. Game of Thrones, man, right there. Yeah. <laughs> the mountain still gives Pedro Pascal a headache. <laughs> well, let's. Yeah, no, he gives him an eyesore. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> let's, let's now dive into the moment because, like, we know they take over and everything. Then we find out that the only way for Bo Katan to have gotten the lightsaber, the dark saber, was that she had to defeat Moff Gideon, which, again, that was all foreshadowing that we saw that Moff Gideon, you know, has to surrender to me. So that's some interesting stuff. So here's the thing here's the questions for you guys. Uh, what do you think is going to happen between Bo, uh, between Mando and, uh, and uh, Bo-Katan? And how did you guys feel about that uh, X-Wing coming in? Let, 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 let's do the Bo-Katan thing. X-Wing is its own, is is its own, own question uh, segment. Bo we got 20 minutes left. Let's take 20 minutes for Luke. What was that? <laughs> off with that. Because you didn't get the Darksaber light in battle in the first place. That's not how you originally got it. I just think she just has a thing against Moff Gideon. I believe 100 percent in the in the book of Boba, Moth is gonna come back, Bobax is gonna have to come, and then she's gonna get her revenge and all that other stuff. But then until then, she's gonna have a problem with Jin. And like when when this was happening on the on the bridge, I was just like, this is stupid. This is stupid. You have the saber. He doesn't you, you, want Joe is on your turn right there. There you go. She accepted from Sabine. Yeah, I believe. There you go. Accepted it, and then she lost it. So she's not worthy. She feels like she's not worthy of it because she lost it. 
Yeah. That's why she's like, I can't do this again. Wait, can, can we talk <laughs> about the evil laugh? That yeah. I mean, the evil laugh where he's like, it's not that easy. Yo, that, that was like that was like Jafar from Aladdin. I, uh, I want Gene Carlo Esposito like, in everything. <laughs> I want him in everything. There's room <laughs> that have oh, to man, do, and I'm here guy. for it. I need him in everything. Last time he was a good guy. I huh? think uh, Moff Gideon should have had an Eddie Murphy laugh. That would have been. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but, uh, you you had something you want to point out. You, you, yeah, you, you, you. that whole uh, uh, Bo-Katan and Mandalorian thing. I think we we've pretty much established. I think uh, it's it's going to be the next story arc. You know, I think the, the 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 child Grogu is already like with Luke, and I think that's either going to be another spinoff or they'll they'll do like a continuing adventures of Grogu. I don't know, but now the next arc in the Mandalorian. Is going to take that turn to Mandalore. I think that's mm -hmm. where they're setting that up now. I think that you're going to see the drama, the, the not to get political intrigue type stuff like George Lucas kind of wants to get, but I think you're going to see see like the return to Mandalore, and I think uh, that's going to be interesting itself because we're going to see the Boba Fett. Well, actually, no, Boba Fett is is going to be on Tatooine, so he's not going to be yeah. a part of that equation. Right. Boba nope. Fett doesn't want to be Mandalore. That's the thing. Yeah. He's gonna be a crime lord. It's yeah. gonna be doing, doing his own thing. Yeah, which is yeah, gonna be I think it's gonna be his own thing. But the singer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just think it's going to be a totally the the next story arc is going to be something new, and it's going to be like new. I think now that that they they've kind of like uh, I, I think you can't have a keep on like we got to rescue Grogu, we got it, we got Grogu back, we got to rescue Grogu. I think it's now it's time to evolve Mandalorian yep. because now it's not it's never been only about the child; it's about the Mandalorian. So I think that's where, and it, it's going to be one of those things is that is he going to be like the next you know the Conan the Barbarian? You're like. What's best in life? The riddle of Beskar steel. You know, like this is this is what we're gonna see. It's like we're gonna see if maybe he's gonna be that 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 person that's gonna to lead Mandalore. I I don't know. I think it's interesting to see what's what's gonna happen. Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely getting Jon Snow vibes right there. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it really depends on like how many other Mandalorians are they gonna meet? Because like that really they really were bogging down that that these symbols mean power. Mm -hmm. And there's this symbol of this dark saber, and clearly people are gonna know that Bo-Katan lost the dark saber, so she can't, you know, she's got to figure it up, and she can't just live with it. Uh -oh. uh, and Damn. I think there's gonna be this this internal conflict between her and the Mandalorian because he doesn't want it, and like Alex said, this Jon Snow effect, the reluctant leader, the you know, you know, and just seeing how that's gonna go. And I think it's a really good turn for the Mandalorian because Jarrell, to your point, I was also saying before this whole Grogu thing. Like we can't keep doing this chase of Grogu. Like yeah. eventually, it's either gonna stop or we're gonna just do something else with it. So I think 100%. you know a lot of speculation, oh, a big grand opening of the world's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Mayhem was raising his hand. Mayhem, yeah. what do you think? So like, I just want to take you back, way back when Walden Books was a thing. I used to work <laughs> Walden Books. Okay, <laughs> remember those Barnes and Nobles and his competitors. Be Belton. Belton. I read all my novels there because I'd get it for free ninety nine. I'm gonna say it like that, or I'd be able to read it. You know, I finger discount. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know what you need to confirm or deny. I can't confirm or deny. So what happens is <laughs> I'm looking forward to everybody being. I'm looking forward to gray Jedi's being introduced. I'm looking for more Mandalorian lore. I'm looking forward to like what happened with Luke and Baby Grogu. That's on the back burner. You guys gotta understand, like. To kind of to go back to Joe, as far as the world's fixing the world, I don't think it's going to be multiverse, although it's possible. You never know. 
But it's just like, if you think about it, the time in between traveling for space varies. A lot of things can happen in hyperspace. You know what I'm saying? When hyperspace from one planet to another. So if they can expand on it, right? Which you know they will. Like, we're going to get seasons. Like, seasons of different things that make the lore so much better. Like, I'm going to say I'm still a rookie when it comes to being a fan of Star Wars. So it's going to bring people like me in. People like who are like, I watched the first three, you know, the actually the second trilogy, but like I watched the first three episodes. I didn't know what was going on except the Jedi lightsaber battles. You know, it was just like something and Anakin turned evil. This girl was his cougar. I don't know what's going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, get me invested in the world. There's a reason why Star Trek is so popular. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why Trekkies are like, yo, we are about this. If you don't know, come through. So Star Wars can have that same vibe now that they're going to expand upon. I know I brought up two different things. I apologize. You're not supposed to mention Star Wars and Star Trek in the same sense. Don't kill me just yet. No, 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 no. Those, are, those are different kinds of people. I'm here for all this. <laughs> like, the, the, one, the one contention between Star Trek and Star Wars yeah. for me is that Star Trek dives in real science and Star Wars is a space novel, space opera. That's it. Star Wars okay. space opera. It, it's yeah. Lord of the Rings in space. Yep. Star Trek is science fiction. Yeah. So so let me let me so, let yeah. me bring it back now um, bad, because okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yep, here is a big galactic sandwich. I totally agree, Joe. It is. <laughs> um so let's bring it back to this because again, we do have the Luke Skywalker reveal. Yes. And I think also too, we had a really special moment because it goes back to the point when we were saying how um Din Djarin is taking off his mask, and this was a point where he also took off the helmet mm-hmm. and I mean, before I get into that question, I just want to say this was a moment that we've all seen happen in the original trilogy of Star Wars is that it pulls to your heartstrings. It captures emotion. And and just to go back to it was that when he pulled off his mask, his helmet, I think it was at times when it really mattered to help progress the story. And this, for me, helped progress that story because you had this really heartfelt moment. How did you guys feel about, one, the Luke Skywalker reveal, and two, that whole scene that happened with between him and we're not gonna say Grogu, we're gonna say Baby Yoda. Let's go. <laughs> go ahead, Alex. Alex. Yeah, he's picking on you, Alex. He's wants you to go. Go ahead, Alex. Um, yeah, I mean, I- I'm sure Grogu and-, and Luke are gonna have a lot of conversations. Like, so wait, what's your dad's name again? <laughs> this is the second time. Oh. Yo, no, I mean, I'm gonna be jumping ahead here, but like. Uh, we probably know that Grogu has gone through two different Jedi temples being massacred. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. Yeah, I would say he was be he would be like seventy five, <laughs> maybe, maybe seventy when Kylo Ren just decides to burn the whole shit up. So that yeah. that's a lot of questions. Yeah. But, uh, Look at his face. <laughs> I don't think Grogu died. I think Grogu, like, something happened. Like, clearly something happened. He's a survivor. I'm going to give up. Grogu's going to make and be like, you know what? Um, I need to go to Dagobah for a minute. <laughs> I think I, 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 yeah, I agree, Joe. In yeah. some way, I, I half agree with that point, but I think it helped move the point with Bill Burr's character when he took it off. No, yeah. and what he would and what he would do for the child, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. It, it, it helped with that narrative. In in like the plot of that episode was for him to take the helmet off because there's no fucking reason that he needs to scan his face. That's a bullshit plot point. It does make sense that to show the lengths he would go through for the child. He's yeah. like 
Because like the whole first season is like the creed is the most important because that's all I've known. But then he meets yeah. the child and he's like, no, I love this kid. I will do anything, including transcending that creed. And in this this season, they're all they're all like plotting, and it's like, oh, you know what? You've got this creed, but at the same time, you're kind of this religious wacko. <laughs> and then it's like it's like it's to show what's important to him: the creed or the child. So it actually made sense to have that Bill Burr episode where he takes off the helmet. Bill Bo, and it's like the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so, oh, Bill, oh, yeah, sorry, Bill Burr. The other piece that I want to put into this is that, like, the Mandalorian is really only in love for the with the child, and and starting from the beginning is because he literally saved his life without knowing him. Right. So he didn't know any sort of kind way of being like, wait, people save your life and sacrifice their own energy for other people that they never met and don't know. So like he's he's has that Mandalorian code where it's just like, I'm in debt to you, you know, Mm, and and there's there's a piece to that that we, we have to also recognize that that's where that love is coming from. It's not necessarily just, obviously, yes, it's the bonding and all that kind of stuff. Now I, I feel, uh, I have way bigger abilities that you, that I can do on an everyday basis to keep us both safe, but you take my ass. So no matter what you blindly save my ass. So, you know, we have to keep that in mind. It's not just like, his ass. He gave him purpose. Right. Right. Yes. Yes, a hundred percent. He's not chasing a dollar anymore. Now yeah. he's chasing, you know, well-being and another, you know, another spirit in the universe. For, yeah. for all intents and purposes, Grogu is his son. Yeah, yeah, hands down. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, he took him but, as a. He was almost going to take him as a foundling, aside yeah. from after yeah. he was, after he was you know, told to bring him back to his people. But if he wasn't given that charge, he was going to be a foundling, and he was going like, to raise you, him. You know, if Luke came across a little shaded him, he'd be like, "No, fuck you. I'm not. I'm not giving you that kid." Jarrell, how did you feel when you saw that X-wing? When you saw this happening, oh. when you saw the fighting. Oh well, I think I think we touched upon that already. It's like we were all like totally like excited about what was the the possibility. I think I want to talk, you know, since we talked about that a little bit earlier. I wanted to say about what Luke said to uh, Mando before he t- he takes the child, and he says, "I would give my life to protect the child." And I was like thinking to myself, okay. we we talked about how uh, the temple gets destroyed. So I was like, does that mean Grogu is dead? Or does Grogu become a teenager and decides, you know what? I'm just going to be rebellious. I'm going to go off planet. And then Ky- Kylo destroys the whole temple. And then Grogu's yeah. still wandering, wandering yeah, yeah. around. Grogu I mean, become-, become a knight of Ren. We don't know. If- yeah. Oh, I mean, there's, there's, there was the, there's the meme that I saw that I thought was really funny. It was one of those things where like Grogu was probably like the only cool kid in the academy that was cool to Kylo Ren. And then Kylo Ren was like, don't come to the academy tomorrow. <laughs> but to Joe's point, but to Joe's point, he goes, I understand the importance of that part of the story. I'm saying that I wish I had for another um another way. Him taking off the helmet was as powerful as the last episode because it was just previous episode. Yeah, that I get. That I do I, I, get because it could have been spaced out. Doing it back to back took it away. If he did it like maybe in the middle or sometime, like even in an event with like when it was with, with the other Mandalorians. I I'm here. I totally get it. I do feel like back to back. It was, uh, 
as not as powerful as a, yeah the evolution sort of it was just kind of like yeah. he did it now it was a bunch of in front of a bunch of fucking strangers so i'm gonna take it off in front of the kid and then in lieu in front of everyone else well, well did you well how did you guys react to when um when they mentioned that oh it's a jedi how moff gideon his face just changed and he looked like he just shitted himself yeah i yeah. mean i mean look i mean so i didn't i didn't actually get a chance to say what i felt when i saw that x-wing uh <laughs> You know, and and I I got I got I got fucking goosebumps, like goosebumps when the X wing pulls in. And I'm like, who? I'm like, no, like 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 everyone was saying, no, that's not it. And then you see and you see the fighting, you see the lightsaber turns green. I'm like, oh shit, it's Luke. And you see the arm, oh shit, it's Luke. And then you see the handle of the lightsaber because his is really replica to more like what Obi Wan had. You're like, oh yeah, that's really Luke. Absolutely. But then, but then you see like the fucking fighting style of Luke Skywalker really just going in on these droids. He had his own Great. version of the Great. Rogue One Vader scene yeah. and we got it with Luke Skywalker. And like when he came in, used the force, brought the droid in, smashed it. I was like, I was, I'm like, that's all I need. That's all I need. Like these sprinkle in the sprinkle in moments of lightsabers is like what I needed in my life. Yeah. And like, I want to see more. We want to see that Luke, not I'm going to take my father's lightsaber and toss it over my shoulder, Luke. I don't want that. I'm still salty about it. I, I'm oh, still salty yeah. about it. But yeah. like this Luke, I wanted five years after watching his father come back to the light, sacrifice himself to save him, yes. and now with the challenge of bringing back the Jedi together. That's well, I got I two things. I got two things for you guys right now. So one is we know Joe hates the sequel trilogies. We know it does, bro. <laughs> but our, I mean, our Ellis, our Ellis makes a good point. I don't know which I hate more, the, the prequels or the sequels. <laughs> the prequels at least had a solid story from one to three. <laughs> exactly. It's Darth Vader. Yeah, the story of Darth Vader. The story of Darth Vader. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other question, too. She's like, yeah, yeah. Luke, so vision in the prequels. I don't agree with the vision, but there was a vision. Agree. Okay. Burroughs asked, didn't Luke um, tell Ray that Kylo took some students with him? Yeah, I think that they became what? The Knights of yeah. Ren? That's yeah, what I don't think Grogu was I, don't, I wish I knew what the Knights of Ren were, so maybe. Yeah, maybe. They, that was the rumor that they, but they never really answered that in the pre-in mean, the Suiko trilogies. To, to be fair, they, they, they did say all the Jedi died in the Purge, and then, and at the same time, there's like 50 million stories of Jedi who survived Purge, so. Yeah. Yeah, so that's something I want to say. So, like, we, so whenever Jedi are in hiding, it's always Jedi are dead. They've been they've been sprawled out. You know what I'm saying? It's only but so many few Jedis. But as Fallen Order has shown us, as any Star Wars novel has shown us, there's always more than just a handful. They just hide very well. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like so, the Order, the Order was killed. The yes. structure, the government, right. the, the leadership right. system that was killed, and then and, you just had a bunch of like lone cells change from their vows, so they so, might not any be Jedi any longer. Yeah. What I want to talk the about the Katarans of the world. <laughs> when, I talk, when, it, when it comes to this season, this season I, for me was all about myths and legends, mm -hmm. especially the last two episodes. I think Bilbo was last in the last two episodes, so I'll say three. Wrong. Um, so like with Bill Burr, going back to that character, you know what I'm saying? Like, here it is. Yeah, we got the human side of the of the order and all that good stuff. Boom, that's great. But then it's just like things that the Mando wouldn't do that he did for the child. But then it's also happening against somebody who's like gonna remember this, and that's gonna be a myth or a legend down line. Fast forward to this episode, you know, Darksaber, Best Garcia. What it can't cut through it, myth and legend, Luke come through. Luke seems to be still dealing with some darkness. I'm sorry. 
Miss and legend. It's all about myths and legends with this, and it's like yep. expanding upon the lore. And that's what I got from this episode. I only watched it twice. Okay. <laughs> I only watched it twice. So yeah, there you Jiraz, go. you beat. <laughs> but you know, you're you're so right because I think I don't know who which one of you guys mentioned it, uh, about Moff Gideon's expression when he saw yeah, he, he saw that when he saw that X-wing because we got the hero of the New Republic who took down two Death Stars. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. he's coming in on an X-wing. He's, gonna, he's yeah. like going, "Oh my gosh, that if 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 Luke is on that X-wing." I'm done. And that's the reason why he was about ready to do this. He was going to yeah. do this. Like, he drops to Lando because he was responsible for the second Death Star being taken out. <laughs> Lando needs it. So, okay, so we got through this episode, but then we get something good that came that we didn't expect. That MC end credit. MCO style. <laughs> so we get the intro to the book of Boba. So we go into a familiar scene. Mm-hmm. Jabba the Hutt's old lair, but this time it's being ran by Bib Fortuna. Nothing's yep. changed. Nothing's changed. It's just Bib Fortuna. You got a feeling dancer. You got Gamorreans just walking around doing nothing, being shitty at their jobs. Just like <laughs> I, I would have happened. I would have been happy if they had the brain spiders in Jabba's palace at that point. But that's just me. But yeah. <laughs> and I love how like they brought in the Gamorreans in the first episode of this season, yeah. and then they bring them right back in in this episode. Okay, probably exactly. the same actors. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, how did we feel as Star Wars fans getting this seat and then Boba taking his place on the throne and then Finnick just like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here with this bottle and just feel. All right. I like Boba and I want to see him owned by Cosco, but I'm more excited for Fennec. I believe the story is in Fennec. She's going to recruit Bobatch. Bobatch. She's got, like, <laughs> I believe everything is going to be Fennec. Uh, I'm more excited for Fennec. Boba Fett's going to get handed. That's all I care about. This was dope. The I mean, fact that a Mandalorian clone, whoever you want to call him, took over Java's throne or Biba Fortuna's home or whatever. Come on, man. Come on. Come on, Tatooine. What's going on with Tatooine? Is Tatooine like Earth Prime? <laughs> you know what I'm well, saying? Like, ta- 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 a bunch of nerf herders just hanging out. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> And Womp Rats. Womp Rats. Yeah, womp Rats ass. Okay. <laughs> as a big hey, Star Wars fan. Okay, Come so on, you gotta know. I'm, I'm kind of confused about the timeline, so maybe you guys can kind of straighten things up. Is Darth Maul dead already now? Is he been? His, did he do the Rebels thing where Obi-Wan dispatches him, or is he still alive? This is post-Rebels. Because Rebels is happening. Yeah, anyway, is it post-Rebels, uh, or is yeah. it pre-Rebels? I think it's most of Rebels happened before this, but... Okay. Last episode happens after this, but that's like a weird. Is Darth Maul alive or dead? What, what, probably, we, not. we probably, probably not. We don't know because um, I remember the last time we kind of saw Darth Maul too was in the Han Solo movie. No, but he yeah. came back in Rebels and he fought yeah. a gray, gray haired Obi Wan. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, like, one thing we know is is um, Ahsoka so then- looking for uh, Thrawn, and Thrawn has something to do with Ezra. And right. I forget where Darth Maul fits into that. Oh, place. he's dead. This might be. He's, he's, dead. he's dead. He's dead. Then, because this yeah. is the interesting thing that I was going to pose is because uh, now that Boba is here, it's like the uh, the crime the, the crime syndicate that's you know that 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 the Huts and um, I forgot what the name of of Darth Maul's is it the Red Black Sun? Sun. Or I, I forgot what the name of the. Uh, oh, the I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Black Sun, right? 
yeah, Black Sun. Well, anyway, whatever it is, there's a vacuum now. So like pretty much Boba can own the whole thing. And so I think the whole book of Boba is gonna be like him imposing his will on, on, the, on the syndicate, you know, the whole crime syndicate, you know, he can yeah. own the whole outer rim. So I, I think that's that's gonna be like the, you know, his story now that they can tell because there is no dark all. You know, he's, he's been dispatched by Obi-Wan now and it's in that great, it's in that area where you can just tell all sorts of stories and, and like to, to, to uh, Mayhem's, you know, his point, Fennec. There's going to be so much. Fen I want Fen I want my own Fennec action figure. I want. I want my. I want. I want all those figures. I want. I want my. Uh, so she's going to have her own show. <laughs> exactly. Everybody. You saw the memes. Two shows. He gets his own show. Random Imperial officer on the in the corner. He gets his own show. You <laughs> get a show. You get a show. The guy in the pants gets his own show in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> Am I the only one who wants a um, uh, uh, Jar Jar Binks like Rise of the Empire thing? Yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna go with Lou now. <laughs> we're we're gonna go with Lou now. Um, Lou, what was your whole reaction with the whole end credit scene that was going on right there with Boba and Fennec? Well, first of all, I, I, I cut it off early. So, you know, oh! I, my, my kid has to go to sleep. And thank <laughs> God, Seabass <laughs> so, so was like, yo, dude, did you catch the end? I was just like, they did a marvel. <laughs> they did a mar I, I did not catch that. And you know what? Well, I guess we're watching it again. <laughs> we're watching it a second time. Um, I just watched the ending of that. And I was just like, oh, snap. He's in the whole job of the hut area and you know i'm once again i am seriously a rookie when it comes to star wars so like i but i did recognize where they were and uh you know that the fact that he was talking the language that he was talking and they had the grading where uh you know people people have been dropped multiple times right um so uh yeah man i was i was excited for it you know and you saw fennec drinking the blue milk i was just like oh it's on <laughs> oh that wasn't blue milk that was blue milk wine is no longer good it's blue milk that's like a, it looks like a mixture of hypnotic and hennessy <laughs> but um i want to give a shout out to matthew wood who played um, bit Fortuna, and if you look at his credits, he has a long list of credits of working on sound and wow. voice acting for Star Wars. He even voiced um, Bib Fortuna in episode one of The Phantom Menace, and that was him who we had playing that part right there. And if you and he's even voiced General Grievous for um, the animated series. Wow. Wow. I yeah. bow down to your 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 nerd nerd cred. That is awesome. Right. I didn't know that. Google's I didn't know that. Google's I didn't know that. Right. <laughs> so I mean, we're at. The, I, I feel Google like is strong with this one. Props to Ahmed Best because he went through so much fucking shit because of Jar Jar Binks. Who? <laughs> the voice actor for Jar Jar Binks. Oh yeah, I know. He went through a lot of shit. I mean, I, you know. he's a fucking awesome dude. Just props to him. Yeah. So, yeah, no. So player. we are at that time, guys, because we we were loving this episode. We are at that time, so we're gonna go in. We want to, um, you guys to plug yourselves away. We're gonna start with the one, the only, Lou Sife. Plug away, brother. Yeah, please go go stream that album. The agenda, you know, it's grown folk hip hop. Uh, you know, uh, 
Yeah, grown folk hip hop because hey, hip hop's aging. We got to get with it, you know. <laughs> we paying mortgages out here. We got cargo. Talk about buying houses. Yeah, you know, man. Paying, paying for school uniforms, paying yeah, for diapers and Similac. You know, you gotta. I literally have somebody sitting upstairs working on my bathroom right now as we speak. So I'm, I'm not playing no games. But nonetheless, uh, the agenda. Uh, you can catch me on Twitter. Uh, Instagram at right there, Lou Seif, NY. Um, and yeah, please. I'd, I'd love to even, even hear some feedback on the music. I love it. And you know, it only makes us better steel sharp as steel. So please. Thank please you. guys listen to the album. It is a dope album dropped in 2020 and also listen to all his other stuff too. Lou has some fresh stuff. Jero, mm -hmm. you up next. <laughs> I want to get back to uh, Lou Seif because I'm still waiting for my Bantha toothpick. Uh, in your in your in your, in your, in your neck. so I'm waiting for that and you put me in the unofficial creds of like I got this I got this verse from from uh from Gerald from Comics Cast. I'll tell you about this okay? All right, Bam the toothpick. Anyway, uh, Gerald from Comics Cast. Thank you, Sebastian, for having me here. Comics Cast is all about promoting the indie creator, and you know one of those guys up there in the corner, Alex, is an indie creator. We put indie creators first. We want to give them a platform to talk about their work, showcase who they are, what they are, put eyes on them. And that's what Comics Cast is about. You can check us out on Comics Cast on Facebook. You can go to Indie, I N D I E, Comics Cast with an S. Make sure it's Comics Cast on uh, YouTube. We want to grow our YouTube so that way we can get as many eyes on indie creators because that's, that's what we're going to do. Uh, that's what we did this year in 2020, 2021. We're going to take it to the next level. And as Sebastian said, take over the world. So, <laughs> all right, guys, subscribe to them, Comics Cash, check yeah. it out again. And also, too, if you really want to see how badass Gerald is, Gerald is with the pen and paper and the pencil, please check them out on Comics Cash, especially on his show that airs every Sunday on Comics Cash. Mike, you are up next. There's so many plugs. Uh, I think the best way is to follow me at Pure Mayhem because especially starting tomorrow, I'll have all the things. I'm on Last Stop on the L podcast, Hyrule Geekix podcast. I run Geeks Unlimited, the YouTube channel, which we're going to put up some more stuff. If you want to follow me on gaming, it's Q Mayhem Gaming. I'm also on This Week in Pop and Culture, This Week in Pop Culture, um, which is dope. And, of course, Sebastian and Tone from across the hall have me on this show every now and again. When I'm making fun of <laughs> Tone's beard and mustache, it's all love. It's all love. It's all love. You don't believe uh, it's real because I haven't seen you since we I went to, 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 right. to, to Stan Island. I don't know who your mustache lady is, but you need to tip <laughs> <up>. okay? <laughs> um, this cast is always great. You can always find me here if anything. It's always pleasure. It's all love. And I'm going to download your album, Lou. Expect fire. Expect no. fire. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Guys, subscribe to Mayhem. I'm podcast. telling you. Yo, check it out. Check it out. Check out the podcast. Check out what Mike is doing. Also, too, a little bit of trivia right here. Nerds it around had originally started on Geeks Unlimited. Yes. We were all together. We were all yes. launching team. And uh Mike has grown that channel. Mayhem Mike has grown it. And just really, really checked him out what he is doing and what he's laying out there. Especially on what you're doing on um, this week in pop culture. You and and, and Hash give him a big shout, shout out. Shout out to people comics. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Wait, Hash is on that? Yes. Yes, and <laughs> yeah, it's a bad show now. <laughs> Alex, you are up next, Alex. <laughs> we love it. Alex, you are up next. Give those plugs away. We want to thank you for coming in. Yeah, you can find me right here, ASAP can draw. I'm one third of Wayward Raven Media. You can find us at waywardraven.com. I draw damnheroes.com. And as Darrell was saying, 
I was recently, Mark and I, my, my partner in crime, were on his show, and Jarrell kicked my ass in the art challenges. I will say that right now. He makes me look like he like an amateur. So oh. <laughs> not like that at all. Not like that at all. Like I, I got I gotta talk up every, everyone who's better than me, man. I, I, I got I, I just wanted to say, man, you I was really impressed with that show. This was really cool. And you guys need to check out Comics Cast and check out everyone else on this in this group too. Some fucking huge winners here, awesome yeah. people. Definitely, yeah. We're all in this together, so you know, support each other. Yep. Yes, Alex. Good. And before we go, we just want to say, guys, if you love D&D, check out the D&D podcast by Inbeyond called the Medusa's Cascade. Check it out. Episode 8 has just came out. Um, So definitely check it out. Um, Tommy, who uh, has been putting the song, has been putting some great work into that. And again, it's Inbeyond podcast, Medusa's Cascade. Nerds of the Round will be back next Tuesday with another live episode. Tone, what will we be covering? We will be talking about the worldwide sensation that is coming on to HBO Max on December 25th at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Wonder Woman 1984. We are excited to do our live episode next Tuesday talking about Wonder Woman and the amazingness that is Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot. (laughs) Wait, isn't Patty Jenkins doing another Star Wars thing? Oh, yes. Yes, she is. She is doing Rogue Squadron, and I cannot wait to see space fucking dogfights with Patty Jenkins at the helm. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Gentlemen, and, um, I thank you. Thank you for your time. I, I yes. gotta head out. Go take care, Lou. Go take care. Love you, brother. All right, bro. Last thing, nerd out later. Later. <laughs> Last thing on the list. Um, check out Nerds at Around's YouTube channel. Make sure you guys subscribe. Um, January eighth, our next episode, creative series, will be coming out. It's going to feature Amy Davis, cosplayer, um, voice actress, and Twitch streamer. Um, she knows as Amy Stacko. So definitely check it out, which will drop on January 8th. This has been another awesome episode of Nerds Around. We want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas. We want to wish you guys enjoy the food. Happy holidays. Happy Happy everything. Again, nerds out. Peace out. Peace. 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 Peace.